Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Bruch. Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist a fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Listeners will get 15% off their total purchase with code POD15. That's P-O-D-1-5. Follow the link in the show notes and enter that code to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine Let's start the show. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I'm your host. It is Sunday, May 16th, and I am back with another episode. I am very excited for this week's episode. If you've been following Twitter over the weekend, you already know that J. Cole dropped off his album, The Off Season. I already told you when he announced it was coming out on the 14th that that following Sunday... I would be talking about it. I've been listening to this album nonstop since it dropped, and I am very ready uh, to dissect this album in the Dig Deeper segment. Um, but before we get to all that, I am going to give you a song of the week and a press play segment where I talk to you about you know, things that have happened in the hip-hop and R&B genres that you should check out. Um, before I give you the song of the week, uh, just know that everything I talk about in this episode is available via the podcast newsletter. So if I talk about a new song, a new music video, um, or anything that I think you should check out, there will be a link to that music video or song in the podcast newsletter. If you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com on the homepage, there's a place where you can put your email address in. That'll get you on the mailing list. And that'll get you the podcast newsletter every time there's an episode. They go out at the same time. Um, 
if you don't want to be on the mailing list, just go to the newsletter tab on thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com and all the podcast newsletters are there. Uh, so let's jump into the song of the week. The song of the week for this week, um, I feel like not a lot of people really talked about the Judas and the Black Messiah uh, soundtrack that was inspired by the film. Um, people talked about the the Nipsey, um, sorry, not the Nipsey. Uh, people talked about the, yeah, the Nipsey Hustle and Jay-Z song, what it feels like, um, because, you know, that was, got a new Nipsey verse, and Jay-Z is, anytime Jay-Z is rapping, it's, it's a headline, but there were a lot of really good songs on that soundtrack that are just incredible, and so the song of the week for this week is one that I really like from that soundtrack, um, and that's Something Ain't Right. Um, it's Masego, it's Jid, it's Rhapsody. Um, the three of them are singing and rapping about how aware and knowledgeable they are about the system and how it's set up for black people to fail and not succeed. Um, and they do it in such a beautiful way. An incredible verse from Jid, an incredible verse from Rhapsody. And Masego is, you know, just singing. He has such a unique voice. And I really like it. It's soothing. There's something jazzy about about Masego. Um, and the three of them together is just perfect. Uh, Jid and Masego have worked together before. Rhapsody and Mas- uh No, sorry. Jid and Masego have worked together, and Jid and Rhapsody have worked together before. But this is the first time the three of them have been together, and the first time uh, Rhapsody and Masego have worked together. And it's just a really good song. It's called Something Ain't Right. Obviously, it's... um. Uh, play off of that meme of that dude like hold up something ain't right um it's a classic meme at this point um and so it's kind of cool that they kind of made a song using uh that catchphrase um so check that out listen to the whole Judas and the black messiah um soundtrack um on all your streaming platforms it's really dope there's a lot of good songs on there um but yeah, the song of the week for this week is Something Ain't Right with Masego, Jid, and Rhapsody. Uh, let's jump into the press play segment for this week. The press play segment is divided into three portions, things for you to check out, rumor mill in the announcements, and upcoming and recently released albums. So let's jump right into the things that you should check out. Uh, Like I mentioned before, all of the links to this will be in the podcast newsletter. Um, First up, Migos officially began the rollout for their Culture 3 album. You know, we've been waiting on this for at least two years. It kept getting delayed and then the pandemic happened. But they have officially released the single for uh, their Culture 3 album. It's called Straightening. Um, Honestly, there's nothing particularly special about this Migos song in comparison to the rest of their music. I do think the um I do think the beat is good and it kind of like it it, it kind of brings you back to that Migos mode which we haven't really heard in a while. Um lyrically all three of them can flow, we know that. Um but really what I'm looking for in this Culture 3 album is I want to I already know that y'all can make hits. I know that you know y'all y'all got flows and all of that i want to see them do something different i want to see them step out of their comfort zone on this album and we'll see if they if they do that but um if you want to add another migo song um to your playlist this one is definitely a good one to add so check out their new single 
Uh, TDE teased um, a release on May 7th. Uh, everybody thought it was a Kendrick album. It turns out it was Isaiah Rashad's first single for his album, The House is Burning. Um, the song is called Lay Witcher. Um, it's very upbeat. Um, it's energetic. It'll make you want to move. It features Duke Deuce, and he dropped off a music video for it as well, which definitely matches the energy of the song. Um, uh, I, I like the the tempo and I like the tone of this song in this first single. It really makes me think that his album is going to be maybe a little grittier and maybe like a little bit more in your face. I feel like his last couple albums have been more subdued in in the style in the in the sonics of it. So I'm excited to you know hear Isaiah Rashad over you know some 808 something something more aggressive. You know what I'm saying. Um, but definitely check out his single and his music video. Um, DJ Khaled dropped off the music video for his song Let It Go from his Khaled Khaled album. Features Justin Bieber and 21 Savage. Um, the video is funny. Um, it's inspired by the Adam Sandler movie Happy Gilmore. Um, it's definitely some bad acting going on in this music video, but it's definitely entertaining. So check that out. Um, J. Cole... Uh, went on the LA Leakers radio show to do some freestyles um, and he completely murdered it. I don't remember the last time I saw Cole on a radio show freestyling. It's just been that long since he's done something like that. Um, and he he murdered it. Like He, he rapped over 93 till infinity and Mike Jones is uh, still tipping. Um and he he completely killed both verses. And, you know, after listening to the offseason, um, I know that the verses he gave were not on the album. And while he might not have been completely freestyling, and if he was, and that was very impressive. But, like, he, he gave bars on bars and the flow was incredible. So definitely check that out. Um, finally, Love Renaissance, uh, which is a... a the label that consists of Boogie, Black, Summer Walker, I think Drum or Shelly, formerly known as Drum, is affiliated, and a bunch of other people who I don't know as well. Um, they did a rap cipher um, sponsored by Spotify, where the rappers on the on the crew or on the label, you know, did a nice little cipher, and it's a really nice way to introduce yourself to the people of the Love Renaissance label. So in the cipher was Black. Westside Boogie, BRS Cash, OMB Bloodbath, Noonie versus Everybody, and then Kitty Cash was the DJ, and she kind of like produced the beat. Um, so definitely check that out and get get acquainted. I already knew Boogie and Black, obviously, but getting to see how the rest of them can spit is very interesting. And I, you know, I've mentioned Love Renaissance before because they put out a Christmas album um, back when I did that Christmas episode of the different modern EPs that were come out. But, you know, they got rappers, too. It ain't just singers. So definitely check that out. Uh, Rumor Mill in the announcements. um, Corday announced his new album is going to be called From a Bird's Eye View. Um, No word on when it's going to be released. But, you know, he dropped off that Just Until EP to hold us over. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get um, his album Q4 this year, maybe Q1 of next year. Like, I, I, I think it's coming soon. Um, Lil Wayne charted on the Hot 100 for the 17th straight year, I think for his contributions to uh, the Thankful song on DJ Khaled's album. I believe that's the song that did it, but 
he has had a song on the Hot 100 or been featured in a song on the Hot 100 for 17 straight years. Man is a legend. Um, speaking of legends, Jay-Z is going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, that's incredible. I believe Tina Turner is also in the in this class. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a big moment for, for Jigga. You know what I'm saying? Um, so shout out to him. Um, finally, in the room on the announcements, I talked, I think it was last week or the week before, about um, a book coming out by Mac Miller's estate uh, written by Donna Claire Chessman called The Book of Mac, Remembering Mac Miller. Um, Donna like interviews people in Mac Miller's most dope crew, as well as some of his like artist friends like Thundercat. Um, and it's really going to be a nice ode to Mac's life. Now, what I want to tell you is that there is another Mac Miller book um, called Most Dope, The Extraordinary Life of Mac Miller, written by Paul Cantor. And this is unauthorized by the family. So just in case any of my listeners were planning on getting a Mac Miller book and you just like Google that and you come up with this, this most dope one, uh, the fam Mac Miller's family and the estate has already like advised people not to support this because the dude wrote the book even after they told him that they didn't want him to. Um, so if you're going to buy a Mac Miller book, get the book of Mac, remembering Mac Miller, not the most dope book. Um, so, yeah, uh, upcoming and recently released albums uh, on May 7th, Czarface and MF Doom, R.I.P., um, released uh, the first posthumous album um, that MF Doom is a part of called Super What. Um, if you don't know if you don't know who Czarface is, it's um, a group. Um, featuring 7L, Esoteric, and then Inspector Deck from Wu-Tang Clan. The three of them have been uh, Zarface for uh, many years now, uh, but they teamed up with MF Doom, you know, before he passed away to create the Super What album, and they released it, so check that out. Um, as you know, uh, this past Friday, Cole released The Offseason. Georgia Smith released an EP called Be Right Back. She mentioned that these are songs that, you know, she had made that she wanted to give people um, before she releases her album. So this is just an EP to hold us over, but it is very good. There were at least three or four songs on there that I kept replaying over and over. Georgia Smith has an incredible voice, um, and this is a good EP. Um, Nicki Minaj uh, released her mixtape Beam Me Up Scotty uh, on streaming services for the first time um, with three new songs. I've always said that Beam Me Up Scotty is the standard that I've always held Nicki Minaj by. It's an incredible project. She's really rapping, rapping. And that's what I expected like her, her studio albums to really sound like. Um, but instead, Pink Friday and the albums like that kind of went in a different direction. But like this Beam Me Up Scotty project is what I'm holding her to. This is why I'm you know, have been disappointed with what we gotten in her albums because of what she did with this mixtape. Now, the three new songs she added, I know one of them is like a Crocodile uh, remix or something. I didn't really mess with that one. But the, the first two tracks, Seeing Green, Reunites Drake, Nicki, um, and Lil Wayne on a track for the first time in a while. Probably since they did that only joint. Um, and all three of them are spitting like... And it's over like a beat that samples Heather Headley, like a kind of like kind of little, little soulful, but like bombastic, kind of like a boy wonder beat or just blaze beat. Excuse me. Just blaze always makes those beats that are like big and like 
in your face. Like think of Lord knows um, from Take Care, Drake and Rick Ross. That was a Just Blaze beat. Think about that beat. That's like that's how big you know the beat sound. Like the sound is is enormous, and there's a lot of instrumentation that type of stuff. Um, Seeing Green has that instrumentation, and all three of them are rapping. And then Nicki follows it up with a song called shoot now i forgot the name of it i think it's called fatigue but um now i'm second guessing myself so please hold while i just pull it up real quick it's it's gonna be real quick um it's called fractions excuse me um nikki's spitting she's spitting on fractions like like spitting like I, i i want her to spit for an entire album um so nikki you know nikki's coming with something i don't think i don't think this year I think next year I, I would expect a Nicki album, um, and you know if she can if she can give bars and like I don't want to hear the Barbie voice I'm over that like like and, and you know I I understand that the Barb's and her fans might not be over that but like I just want an album where Nicki is just rapping and not doing a bunch of different voices um, and not trying to sing too much like that that's what I want. That's what I want. Similar to what a lot of people want from Drake. I want that from Nikki. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm glad that Beam Me Up Scotty is on streaming services and these new songs are dope as well. Um, on the 18th, Young Nudie is expected to drop off his album, Dr. Evil. On the 21st, uh, TCF and BSF, um, which is um, BSF is the crew that Benny the Butcher is a part of outside of Griselda. It's like his other affiliates. They're putting out a collab album called Trust the Sopranos. Young M.A. is supposed to be dropping off an album called Off the Yak on the 21st. On the 28th, DMX, um, R.I.P., uh, the album that he was working on, the solo album he was working on before he passed, the one that he finished, uh, was executive produced by Swiss Beats. That is coming out on May 28th. I'm excited about that. Uh, Lil Baby and Lil Dirk um, got an album, a collab album called Voice of the Heroes dropping on the 28th. That's going to be heat. Trap music at its finest for real. Um, Isaiah Rashad's The House is Burning album is expected in June. He didn't say when. Um, Peter Rosenberg, um, the radio personality, is releasing a debut album on June 4th called Real Late. Um, features appearances from legends like Styles P, Ghostface Killer, Jim Jones, uh, West Side Gun, Smoke Dizza are going to be on it. Um, Rosenberg's got a lot of knowledge about the rap game, and so I'm interested to see you know, how he makes his album, not just like a DJ compilation, but like something that's, you know, expertly curated by somebody like him. Um, so look out for that. And then on June 18th, Gucci man is dropping off his album ice daddy. Um, so that is it for the press play segment this week. Uh, check out all of those links in the podcast newsletter. Um, and let's take a short break and then I'll be right back with the dig deeper segment. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, this week I will be discussing J. Cole's new album, The Off Season. Um... A little over three years since his last solo album, K.O.D. came out in 2018, uh, in April of 2018. Um, And now the offseason is here. Um, I want to give you just some history of what Cole has given us in the last three years before I jump into talking about the album. Um, When K.O.D. came out in April of 2018, he ended it with that song 1985, Intro to the Fall Off. It was a bar-heavy song aimed at artists... You know, like Lil Pump that was talking dirt on his name. But that song gave us a short insight into the trajectory of Cole's career. You know, we knew the fall off was an album and we assumed that it would be the next album in his catalog. In August of 2018, he dropped album of the year freestyle over Nas's Uchiwala beat. In the description for the music video, he wrote the off season coming soon. All roads lead to the fall off Cole. So then we knew he'd drop something before the fall off. I was like, we were like, okay, okay, the off season is a mixtape or something like that. Um, and then in September of 2018, he he mentioned in an interview that he was going to take a break to work on the off season, the fall off, and his Kill Edward project. You may remember Kill Edward is that alter ego he had from the KOD album, the one where his voice was pitched down a little gravelly. Um, so then in July of 2019, Dreamville released Revenge of the Dreamers 3. The deluxe edition or the director's cut dropped in January of 2020. And then we wouldn't hear from Cole until the summer. You know, in June, he dropped that politically charged song that mentioned No Name uh, called Snow on the Bluff. In July, he dropped an article with the Players Tribune where he was talking about how he was hungry again, wanted to see if he could continue to grow his craft. And then the very next day, he dropped off his Lewis Street EP which featured what we thought were two songs from the fall off, The Climb Back and Lion King on Ice. Um, in December of 2020, he posted a photo on his Instagram page um, from a notebook, and it was it was called The Fall Off Era. 
And the caption said, I still got some goals I got to check off for our scram. And it was a list of five things. Features and Revenge of the Dreamers 3 were crossed off, representing that feature-heavy year he had in 2018 and the Revenge of the Dreamers 3 compilation that dropped in 2019. Remaining on the list was the offseason, It's a Boy, and the fall-off. Now, this kind of put everything in context. The fall-off is when Cole plans to hang it up, when he plans to retire from the rap game. Before that, he's dropping two projects, the offseason and It's a Boy, um... I originally thought that It's a Boy might be Puma related. I don't think it's actually him like waiting to have a a son because he already has two sons. So it can be that. I thought it might be a Puma thing. But after reading some interviews by people close to him and people in a circle, I do think that it is a project. Um, So we're officially on to the next and possibly final chapter in Cole's rap career. Um, Now, it's worth mentioning that he's returned back to naming his albums after basketball related themes. Um... In 2013, Cole said to Sports Illustrated, sports is where it started for me. It parallels my life. Rap is such a competitive thing. That's why I have to watch sports. I got to keep up. It's my life in just another form. Um, now, you know from his his um, his projects like the come up, the warm up, Friday Night Lights, Cold World, um, Sideline Story, like his mixtapes, the come up, the warm up and Friday Night Lights were the grind. Hustling, putting the work in to make the team, if we're using the metaphor, prove that he's as good as he says he is. His debut album, The Sideline Story, he finally made the team. Now he's trying to get that starting job. He's ready for Coach, who was maybe Jay-Z or Rock Nation, to put him in. Um, And then he kind of stopped after Sideline Story, his debut album, because he felt the metaphor had gone as far as it could. And he kind of abandoned those themes for his next four albums, Born Center, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. For Your Eyes Only, and K.O.D., and all four of those were kind of more conceptual albums. Um, so suddenly with the offseason and then the fall off, those basketball metaphors are back. And it's funny because J. Cole literally signed a deal to play for Rwanda's basketball team in the Basketball Africa League. Like, that's a real thing. Like, he's going to be playing ball in Africa for Rwanda's team. So his rap and basketball dreams have finally merged into one timeline. Um, And so it's kind of fitting that, you know, he goes back to that mixtape basketball theme um, now that he's found his hunger for rapping again. Um, You know, he's been working for the past few years to get that hunger back, to get back to the top of the mountain and challenge himself. He's been in the lab putting in work to take his game to a level he didn't think he could reach before he, quote unquote, falls off. Um, And this album, the offseason, is a culmination of all that work. He's been grinding during the offseason to get better, just like basketball players do in between seasons. And here's where he's at. So let's get into the album. Overall thoughts. This album is incredible. Like, first off, I love how short it is. He's in and out in under 40 minutes. I love that it's absolutely nothing like any of his last albums. He actually does sound hungry like he was in his mixtape days, but there's a growth and maturity to his lyrics and flows that seems like he's actually reached another level. Um, The album is focused and it's bar heavy. The Cole that was doing alter ego voices and singing and throwing himself into complex conceptual projects is on the sidelines right now, if he still exists at all. Um, This album is so hip hop. A lot of the songs sound very New York. Cole's flows are insane. His rhyme schemes are on another level. And honestly, this sounds like the first album where his primary mission was to just out rap everyone and make some of the best rap songs in his catalog. 
And honestly, Cole did what fans have been begging Drake to do for the past few years. It's like, just rap. Just rap. We know you have the ability. Just just give us bars. And Cole did that. Um, I want to I wanna talk about the album more specifically, track by track. Like, sonically, the album immediately sounds different from Cole's past works. The album starts off with a classic sample of Jay-Z's uh, You Don't Know. Uh, from uh, the blueprint um, Cameron is on the intro and like is doing like little vignettes throughout the first song um, there's a Lil John sample of put your hood up and this is 95 South this is the intro and it shows that Cole is not fucking around he lets us know exactly what energy to expect right off the bat first off he's got features on the album so he's already in a different mode but the way he glided all over that Jay-Z beat was heavenly. It was full of punchlines and wordplay and not the corny stuff. Like he's spitting the energy and vibe that that Lil John Jay-Z sample gave was unlike anything I've heard on a Cole song before. And he's mad aggressive with the bars right off the bat. Um, some of my favorite lines in that first song could put an M right on your head. You Luigi brother now. So many shells left on the ground and make the Easter Bunny proud. Another one, Krispy Kreme dream. Sometimes my dogs want to kill 12. Like, that was one that you got to sit for a few seconds. We were like, oh, oh, Cole, oh, Cole rapping. Um, the energy of this song is like adding gas to a fire, one that burns and stays lit throughout the rest of the album. Like, it really set the tone. The next song, Amari, reminds me most of Middle Child, which he dropped in 2019, a song that's also um, produced by T-Minus, who executively produced this album with Cole. T-Minus produced a lot of the songs on on this album. Um, And even like like the half rapping, half singing that he did on Middle Child, he does here. But let me tell you, the flow is a hundred times better than Middle Child. And even the singing adds to the feeling of the song. Like he's just flowing different on this album. Like he he discovered some some new flows that really work and he's he's killing it. Um, The next song, My Life, reunites 21 Savage and Cole over a soulful beat that was produced by Cole and uh, Jake One. I never would have guessed that J. Cole and 21 Savage um, would have so much chemistry on Wax, but after they slayed a lot from 21's album, uh, I Am Greater Than I Was, uh, 21 returned the favor for Cole here. He he brings out a fierce rapping side of Cole, and Cole brings some introspective bars out of 21 Savage, and it worked again here. The hook is done by Murray. Murray is a rapper-singer from Cole's hometown, Fayetteville, North Carolina, um, and he interpolates the hook from a 2002 song by Styles P and Pharaoh Monch called The Life. Um, he's got a great voice. Um, you should check out his debut mixtape, Street Sermons. I'll put that in the podcast newsletter as well. This song is like a lot part two. So this is like a part two of the song that they did for 21's album. Um, and it's a worthy follow-up. Like I would take a cold 21 Savage album over some soul beats any day. Um the next song, Applying Pressure, is exactly that. 
The production is classic Cole, but Cole unlocks another part of himself lyrically on this. All of the rhyme schemes and cadences are out of this world. Like technically, he's showing off a lot more skill than before. He's really rapping like he's improved and he knows it. This album is all about showing off what he's been working on. And this is the thesis. Like out rap me if you're better than me. It's that kind of energy. Um, And between this track and the next, he raps hard as fuck and then he just pieces out. Um... The next song, Punching the Clock, starts off with a Dame Lillard. Um, he's a point guard from the Portland Trailblazers. An interview from when he scored 61 points during the NBA bubble last year. He's talking about his drive and how he's worked hard to be able to succeed when it matters. And that's a direct parallel to Cole working on his craft for this album. This is one of the most impressive songs on the album to me because in under two minutes, Cole told a vivid story with an unheard of flow for him over a beat that's so subtle and mellow like he found a pocket in the beat and completely took advantage of that shit um this is one of the most new york sounding songs on the record to me cole sounds like he's been listening to a bunch of flatbush zombies um and i I don't know if like maybe flatbush zombies was influenced by somebody that i don't know about or but like Cole's flow on this and like the way his his delivery sounds like flatbush zombies and the production by mario luciano matches that um, Cole's delivery here is next level. Uh, the next song, 100 Mil, is one of my early favorites from the album. It's the waviest, one of the catchiest. Um, the hook is just so fun to sing, and Cole is in his bag. Like I love that this album didn't have lofty goals or aspirations. Cole worked on improving his craft, and now it's show and tell. Like this song is also the first of three that features Cole's Dreamville homie Boz on it. And Boz is one of the untold MVPs of this album because he's singing on all three tracks that he's featured on and he sounds majestic. Like Boz is a rapper and you know he's he's done some singing on his own albums, but like he 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 was tapped to completely just sing on this album and he he kills it. Like he sounds good. He has some great feeling to the outro of this song. Um, Cole and T-Minus produced this beat and it's one of those songs that sounds so aspirational because of the melody Um, and Cole switches between an aggressive flow and singing here and it it really works. Um, The next song is fun because off of first listen, um, the next song is um, Pride is the Devil and off of first listen, I thought that it's sample Can't Decide from Amine's Limbo album and so I was like, oh, Cole's an Amine fan? He sampled an Amine song? Um... But it turns out, um, I, I realized T-Minus produced Amine's Can't Decide song. And T-Minus also produced this song, Pride is the Devil. And so what happened is he just used the same guitar loop. He didn't necessarily sample Amine's song. He just used the same loop that he used to produce Amine's song. So it's technically not a sample. Um, but either way, it was fun to hear Cole flow over a fun beat like this one because Amine's delivery is totally different. Cole loves a song with a theme or where he like takes an idea and stretches it out across a song. And this one, he uses vivid imagery and clever rhyme schemes to talk about pride and how it guides people's actions. And then Cole's verse transitions so smoothly into Lil Baby's feature. And Lil Baby delivers another dope verse, one that keeps up pace with Cole's verse. And, you know, I read someone's tweet that Lil Baby was always great, but now he's consistently being great around other greats. And that's what's impressive. And that's very true. Um, he he keeps up with Cole and he delivers an incredible verse. 
um, holding his own with Cole. Um, I've really come around on Lil Baby. Like He's a very good rapper, and I'm excited to see what he does next. He's become one of the premier rap features, and he delivers every single time. I'm glad Cole reached out for features because they've all been good on this album so far. Um, the next song, Let Go My Hand, will probably be one of the most talked about songs on the album because Cole essentially confirms that him and Diddy did have a, that fight back in 2013. You might not remember it, but in 2013, there was rumors that um, at a club, Cole and Diddy fought each other because Diddy was drunk and Kendrick was there and he con- he was confronting Kendrick about Kendrick's control verse where he said he was the king of New York and like Diddy got in Kendrick's face and Cole was defending Kendrick and they got in a scrap. Now, Ibrahim, uh, uh, who is uh, like one of the uh, co-founders of Dreamville with Cole and like executive produces Cole's albums um, and maybe an executive producer of Dreamville as a whole and one of Cole's longtime friends. Um, he's already debunked that that is what happened, but he did not say that the fight did not happen. And Cole on this song says that his last fight was with Diddy. So Cole and Diddy did fight. Um, we don't know about what, but it did happen. And so this this song is definitely going to be talked about because of that confirmation. But this song is great because there's not many people that can have a conversation and tell a story through rap like J. Cole. His verse reflects on his past but also looks toward his future and the challenge of raising a black son in America. Boz and uh, Black add some incredible vocals. And then Diddy ends the song with a prayer. So talk about some uh, some kismet right there, you know. Um, the Interlude is the next song. It was the lead single. It fits well in the album and kind of resets the vibe before the album closes out. Once again, Cole delivers a lot of content in a short period of time. He had notable lines like Christ went to heaven at age 33 and so did Pimp C and so did Nipsey. Uh, He said Jesus said that you should turn the other cheek was his niggas getting murdered every week. Um, And once again, Cole's ability to weave rhyme patterns and schemes throughout a song is very impressive. Uh, The next song is The Climb Back, which is a lyrical onslaught that Cole released last year. But the song kind of finds new life in the midst of all the songs on this album sonically and tonally if it's in perfectly and i'm glad he put it on this album rather than re-releasing it on the fall off cole sounds incredible over soul samples and he ascends to a, a higher plane here like this man said check out my projects like them workers that section ada points and you'll see how i flipped like exclamation points his second verse on here is an all-time verse for Cole. The entire song revolves around him regaining his humber, hunger for rap and competition, and he shows that lyrically. Um, the next song, Close, is a very impressive example of Cole taking a word and a rhyme scheme and making an entire song around it. Sonically, it's pleasing to hear because the rhyme pattern is consistent and it feels like one extended rhyme, but it's just really an impressive display of lyricism. Not only that, but Cole tells a gripping story throughout another example of his lyrical abilities. It's also the third back-to-back-to-back song on this album that Cole solely produced. Like, the production on this album is incredible. Cole and T-Minus crafted a sound that's gritty, but soulful and modern at the same time. Not to mention Boy Wonder, Tay Beast, Timbaland, DJ Dahi, they got busy on this album. Um, the final song, Hunger on Hillside, is a typical Cole outro in that it's a less aggressive and more reflective way to end the album. But Cole is in his bag again, um, once again with his flow, and the second verse is, of this song is very impressive. 
Um, he's playing around a lot with singing and like aggressive rapping and he's switching flows all over the place. Like, like technically and, and lyrically, he's just doing stuff that he wasn't doing before. Um, the chorus is catchy and Boz once again delivers some nice vocals as background. Cole in this song assures that his hunger is back and that there's more on the way. One of the lines that actually stood out to me, he said, I ain't doing no dirt no more. I stopped creeping six years ago. Fun fucking them hoes until you realize that you is the hoe. And so I was doing the backwards math on that. I stopped creeping six years ago. Um, And that would put it at around 2014 when he was recording 2014 Forest Hills Drive. And so this is after his Born Center album where he featured songs about temptation and infidelity like Runaway, She Knows, Forbidden Fruit. Um, And then his next album, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, completely different it's just really interesting to see that 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 moment that he he marks as when he stopped creeping and doing dirt was around the same time that his music shifted create creatively um like forcer's drive was was more creative and like all of that talk that he was doing on previous albums kind of kind of died down um so that's the album 12 songs 40 minutes long um honestly i think cole went 12 for 12 um it's it's not beyond criticism, but I don't have that much of it. Like one thing is that Cole, um, Cole's not a, he's not perfect by any means. So some of his, while he's an incredible rapper and he's an incredible storyteller and he has great social views, he's, he's not, you know, perfect on everything. So, you know, that one line he had about, um, if you broke clown and a millionaire, then then that's the joke or like you're the joke or the joke's on you and like just that that whole idea of like he he could have approached that from a different um level than like clowning broke people you know what i mean um and like he's he's just got like you know he's still from an era an era where like misogyny and like all the type of stuff that you talk about in rap is just so commonplace so a lot of that definitely slips out um but like I really don't have anything else to say bad about this album. Um, I think this album has incredible production, possibly aided by the fact that Cole opened himself back up to collaboration um, with with features and with people just like producing outside of him. Um, next level lyricism and wordplay. A lot of work was put into the writing of this album and Cole's pen is elite. Um, great features. Um, And this album really just shows growth and improvement from Cole. The work he put into his craft is evident and audible. Um, This sounds like mixtape Cole from Friday Night Lights, but it's more mature. It's also impressive that Cole still managed to to give us a concept album, but it didn't feel like one. Like, he went back to the basketball metaphors, many shout-outs to current NBA players in the lyrics, the Dame Lillard interview he used, the album cover, the fact that he's actually about to ball in Africa. It's all connected, but the bars and the production and the composition and the arrangements um, took center stage here. And in comparison with the rest of his catalog, I think it's an early favorite for his best album. Um, it'll take some time. I think KOD's concept makes it an impressive album in its own right. And not only the concept, but the execution of the concept. But already, I think I like this album as a whole more than 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Um, I think it's definitely more cohesive than Forest Hills Drive. Um, What's impressive is that I think this album can succeed 
at shutting up Cole's doubters, at least for a little while. Um, criticism against Cole is mostly that he's boring and corny and has no vision or message. I personally think that's ridiculous, but I also think that the offseason is nearly unimpeachable from those um, aspects and is the opposite of all those views. I've seen many public Cole doubters kind of about face on Twitter this weekend because of this album, and that's an impressive feat by itself. Uh, Projections have the album selling 280 to 310,000 units in the first week. Um, if the number is closer to 300, then he would pass Taylor Swift's Fearless for the best-selling album of 2021 so far. I think Taylor's Fearless did 291. Um, if Cole only has two albums left before he hangs it up, and this is the level of rap and artistry we can expect from him going forward, then we are in for a truly legendary run, and the album is so short and concise that it does feel like an appetizer to something even greater. Um a lot of love for this album on the internet like it it dropped at the same time obviously um as when Nikki did her beam or put her beam me up scotty mixtape on streaming services and so the timeline was like barred people like talking about the new Nikki songs and like cole fans and other people just like going off at how crazy it is because like when that first song drops, the energy it gives you, it like it really just clicks something in you. Like the beat with Cameron, with Cole spitting, like it's 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 really good. It's really good. Um, you know, it's only been a few days, but time and time will tell um, how it holds up. But I think Cole's work really shows here, and I think this. I think we'll be talking about this album in terms of Cole's catalog uh, very highly in the future. Um, so that's my dissection of of the off season. I don't want to, you know, get at you all with a lot of a lot of like too much facts. I just wanted to get in, talk about the songs, um, and just like what I thought about the album in general. Um, my favorite songs from the album, I'm gonna say. I mean, the the entire album is tight, but I'm gonna say '95 South, the intro. Um, Applying Pressure, 100 Mil, uh, The Climb Back, um, Close, Let Go My Hand. Honestly, it's, it's just a great album. Um, check it out. Um, if you're not a Cole fan, I, I do think you will still enjoy this because this is not the Cole. Like I, I've heard people's complaints about Cole in the past. Um, and while I don't agree with them, I, I do understand them. And I think that this album is not like any of those other albums where those complaints were valid. Um, so check it out. Check out the off season. It's dope. Early contender for album of the year, even though the competition was light. It has been a very light year for like incredible albums so far. Um, Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels is up there on my list. But besides that, like, like week after week, it's been kind of dry for like really incredible albums that kind of stopped the world like this album was like a everybody on twitter was talking about it type of moment um so i also do think that the off season is going to make some of these rappers that was planning on dropping rethink everything i saw so much love on twitter uh for cole in this album from other rappers like rappers that is (laughs) getting ready to drop projects so like let me tell you isaiah rashad drake uh kendrick um, you know, all, all of these rappers that was getting ready, that is, that I think are going to be dropping projects this year, 
don't be surprised if you know they go back in the booth and be like yo cole really set the bar high for rap albums this year we need to we need to rethink some things or you know maybe they already got it sewn up you know what i'm saying but uh yeah i think i think cole put the rap game on notice so uh this has been thinking outside the boombox that was it for the dig deeper segment um thank you all for listening um subscribe rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts more importantly tell your friends about it let them know that there's a podcast out here that's giving you the best of hip-hop and r&b news um yeah yeah check out uh the instagram facebook twitter at totb the podcast um and that is it go listen to uh the off season by cole Listen to Be Right Back by Georgia Smith. Listen to Street Sermons by Murray. Um, check out Be Me Up Scotty by Nicki Minaj. Um, yeah, this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.